what is up everybody happy wednesday we're recording on tuesday for sports talk with quinn and michael we did record monday had a little trigger failure you know you know how it'd be hey, it's always better the second time around. You know what they say, Quinn. Second time's a charm, obviously. Yes, sir. So, we're coming off a tough weekend, obviously. Obviously. Um, and we already reminisced about it once, so... Let's reminisce see. again. <laughs> Let's see if it's as sad the second time around. Um, I'm kind of over it. I've convinced myself I'm over the Browns defeat. Yeah, right? We're on to next week. That's the thing. It's already Tuesday. We don't want to talk about the Steelers game. Let's look forward to the Bengals. Yeah, let's let's touch on the Steelers though. Let's uh let's not just let's just not, let's we don't have to beat the dead horse, but let's let's touch some points, you know. Right. The sadness. Um, so final score 38-7. Pittsburgh obviously having their way with us. Unfortunately, Browns are now 4 and 2. Pittsburgh leading the division 5 and 0. Oh. Pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, their defense is unbelievable, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know, you tell me at the start of the season we're gonna be four and two. I'll take it. I think you would have taken it too. Um, yeah. The way we've lost our two games has been a little uh, not great. Not great. Won't lie. Not great for the brand. But. Uh, you know, four and two. Uh, I really see us going and being a six or a seven seed, losing the first round, which you know I'll take after a six and ten year and years of losing, but building off last year, building off Baker's first year. If this is really how you're going to coin the new team, like with that draft class, so uh, yeah, it was a tough week, but uh, we're here. I mean, like you tough said, week. yeah, and I mean we we saw Baker struggle again. Uh, you know, he was questionable with that rib injury. Um, he ended up going 10 for 18, throwing 120 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Pretty tough day for Baker. Actually ended up getting pulled, and Keenum went in going five for nine, throwing for 46 yards. Um, so uh, a good showing for the backup. You know, he didn't um, really didn't do any more damage, um, maintained for us so yeah just a tough day for baker um and and the browns in general really yeah and i think the most aggravating part at least from my my point of view is i don't understand the game plans of the um pittsburgh and the baltimore game because you know we're a run first team and first overall rushing offense before last week happened and um yeah, we were down 10, and we kind of just, like, threw away our normal game plan, which that's, like, that's two possessions. That's a stop and a score, and then, like, they can score. I mean, it's not a very difficult hump to overcome, especially in the first quarter. Right. So That's a good point. Yeah, and I think... In the first quarter, too. I mean, there's eight minutes left. We're down by 10 with eight minutes left. That's, that's enough time to get, you know, that's enough time to even score. Plenty of time. Yeah, and I, I think... A lot of it has to do with Stefanski being a rookie head coach and figuring it out. You know, uh, there's going to be learning curves. I think he'll get it. Um, uh, it's just going to take patience. Um, I mean, I think it's a bit ridiculous, all the media. Um, 
Like, Stephen A. Smith was like, Jarvis and Odell should request a trade. Like, get out of here. Yes, Baker's struggling. Like, Baker's playing for his contract, in my opinion. Like, he's three years in. He's playing for his fifth-year option. He's playing for hundreds of millions of dollars, right? And, you know, he's got to prove that he's the dude. He's he's very average. Yeah. Right now, he... It's so average. I mean, we saw we saw a glimpse of the Baker that we we needed. Uh, you know, weeks. Um, you know, two through two through five. Uh, but this week it was just not the same. Um, and you know, he was struggling with the, the rib injury, and that was definitely noticeable. Uh, with the Steelers D line just getting in and hammering the pressure every play. They really. There was hardly a play that they weren't all up in the uh, all up on Baker. So, I mean, he's playing for the contract, like you said, and it's not just you know nothing's guaranteed right now for Baker. Yeah, well, and I think the most annoying thing as a sports fan, the best analogy I thought of this yesterday after we recorded, and so the way I take it, right? Okay, so Baker was the number one overall pick, right? He wasn't this this regime's draft pick okay so it's a lot easier to move on for him right and there's nothing quite like football in my opinion because in basketball if a regime doesn't draft a guy they usually keep the dude um in football everyone's a lot quicker because it's not guaranteed money right and they'd rather have their people and i was like you don't know what baker you're gonna get so like i compared him like if you think about any like fifth or fourth or fifth pitcher in Major League Baseball, like Josh Tomlin. Here's my example, to get to the example. Josh Tomlin, you knew what you were getting out of Josh Tomlin. Josh Tomlin was a gamer. He was coming out. He was going to give up probably two home runs, two moonshots, because he throws 89 miles an hour. Okay, great. You know that going into the game. You know that. Like, And that's the expectation. With Baker, the expectation, I think, is too high for the level of play that he produces. And then when he produces... The expectation stays there, which I don't think he's good enough to stay there yet. Yeah. No. I mean, he's still looking like such a rookie quarterback. He still hasn't found that groove. Um, he's not being he's not effective in the pocket as of yet. And he really isn't looking too good in mobile either. Um, I mean he, he's not targeting Odell. He's not targeting his key weapons. Odell had um Four targets yesterday. Jarvis had five targets. Uh, Hooper had four targets. Uh, well, and he, like, yeah. when he is mobile, they're rolling him out with the whole help of the offensive line, right? Like, he's not scrambling and making plays. And um, my brother actually poised this to me yesterday. Yeah, so, you know, the draft class that was that year was, it was Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar, right? So, obviously, Lamar's the best quarterback. Um, since he's won an MVP, I don't think he's the best quarterback out of the bunch. I think Josh Allen is. I would have loved Josh Allen. My brother was like, "Would you have? Would you take Sam Darnold over Baker right now?" I don't think I would personally. What would you? What do you say? I mean, I'm gonna keep Baker. It's not that I don't have faith in Baker. I mean, we've seen what he can do, and when he's on, he can get so hot. And we talked about this how his ego comes into play, you know, and his, his psyche and where he's, he's really the one that gets in his own way, you know, where when he's hot, he's so hot and he's so fun to watch play because him 
Baker to Odell for a touchdown. I mean, come on, dude. That is so electric, and that is just so fun to watch. So I wouldn't trade him. I just I need to see him find his groove. I need to see, well, first I need to see him get healthy, and we need to see him get back in that groove. Yeah, I I agree. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't let him go. I, my problem with him, and like. You can say all you want about other small quarterbacks in the NFL. Mainly the comparisons are Russ and Drew Brees. Okay. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks right there. And yes, I don't think... I think if we move on from Baker too soon, it will will probably be like what happened in San Diego with Drew Brees. And then Drew Brees will be... He he got let go because he hurt his shoulder. If you don't know the story. And he, he ends up being this... Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, which I think would would happen with Baker if he like left. Potentially, I don't think that's written in stone. But I think my issue is is usually small quarterbacks don't succeed in the NFL. Small being six foot and or under, and like I'd love Josh Allen personally. I don't think Josh Allen would have succeeded with our former regime. I don't think any. I don't, I think any young quarterback would have struggled. So to me, this is really like Baker's first year with a coach that you know is going to last more than a year. Which, right? Which he, is nuts. Which is nuts to think about. I mean, that's another. That's another good point. Baker hasn't had any consistent leadership. I mean, Baker, year one had to step up and be. You know this rookie quarterback leading the Browns, a tough team to lead, whose front office is getting turned over every year. I mean... When he was 20... So he's 22 when um, when he was a rookie. So put that in perspective. I'm just thinking of, like, my personal situations, right? And as a young person, you're looking for guidance and and someone to, like, help guide you along the way, which in sports is your coaches and or like a veteran and I don't think he had that and I think it's very difficult to find that guidance with your third head coach right um Uh, yeah absolutely I mean like you said we hopefully I mean we've got some consistency now and we're gonna see some consistency for the next few years in the front office I think that is key to developing a winning franchise. I mean, we need to have a winning culture. And to do that, we need to have a consistent staff that we're working with that gets to know, you know, that gets to know the teammates. And, I mean, Baker's still such a rookie trying to lead this team. Um, I mean, and it was good to see some some senior leadership. I mean, I did see Odell kind of trying to get the guys head in the game. I mean, and that was good to see. You know, Odell can be a bit of a diva, but it, it seemed like he genuinely was trying to, you know, bring his teammates' spirit up and just trying to be like, come on, guys, we can win this. Like, it's not over yet. I mean, towards the end of the game, obviously, everybody was not feeling it, but, um, I mean, we saw, I think that was in the, the second or first quarter, you know, Odell really trying to take a leadership role on the team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think... It's re- I, I think it's really going to be interesting to see how they play against both of them at home. Um, just from the point of view of Stefanski and um, 
I see uh, the problem with sports, also especially football, is success is so short lived, so short lived. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Think about, I mean, um, think about the Falcons. The Falcons were in the Super Bowl four years ago. I'm yeah. pretty certain. Um, they're one in five. Yeah. yeah, they're one in five. The 49ers have been decimated with injuries. They're by uh I think they're two and four, if I'm correct. Um or three and three, still not great, right? And it's it's and they went to the Super Bowl last year. And so I think it's very everyone's especially in the world, and like specifically in sports, it's what have you done for me lately? Which I think kind of a problem with Browns fans. Um <laughs> Because Baker's, I mean, it's also like Baker, like when we win, the world's amazing. And when we lose, it's, oh, trade everyone, like blow this up. Right. And right. I, yeah. That's a good point. We're still 4-2, and two, you know? We're still having a, I mean, we're still crushing it right now. We're still absolutely crushing it. And you know what? Next week, we're going to be 5-2. and two. And, I mean, knock on wood, we're going to beat the Bengals. And... And it'll be it'll be back to business as usual. You know, everybody's so used to the, oh yeah, there go the Browns. Yeah, it's that losing culture that we've just developed for the past decade, and everybody's so used to it that, uh, you know, it's we're used we're used to losing. So everybody, we have a tough game. Everybody's typical Browns, and they just start poo pooing them. But I think next game we're gonna come out. We're gonna smack the Bengals. I mean, we're gonna. Burrow is still so fresh. I, I mean, the Bengals are struggling hard this year, and I think it's that's the best game we could play after this loss to Pittsburgh because we need to get some momentum back. We need Baker to get healthy. We need OBJ to get healthy, and I mean, we just we need our guys to show out, get that, get some of that energy back. Yeah, I we have the easiest schedule according to ESPN the rest of the year. Um, I, I mean, if we do not play well to end the, I mean, it starts and ends with Baker Mayfield. Look at any good NFL team starts and ends with their quarterback. I don't care how good their defense is, how bad their defense is, how many playmakers they have. Well, like remember the huge talk of the town was when the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round, um, who's a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be, he might be the. MVP, probably second in MVP. It's going to be him or Russ, in my opinion. And, I mean, he's a stud. So, um, it it really all falls on Baker, I think, at the end of the right. year. It, I mean, this is, I think, his last chance here, in my opinion. I mean, if he can't lead a defense, which he has not been able to against in our losses, I mean, you can tell. Um, it's... I don't know. I really maybe they should do what the Ravens do and give him one option, but like he can't run like Lamar. So, you know, right. hopefully we make the playoffs, which I think we will. But I think it's gonna be a really telling sign of what we do for the future. And you know, I would rather trust my coach than my players if the coach is winning. Personally, agreed. Cause right. <clears throat> at the end of the day, Baker's still fresh in the league. Um, yeah, and like you said, I mean, he's not hes not passing the ball well, and he's 
not a runner. <laughs> he's not Lamar Jackson. You mm-hmm. will never be Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's quick, but he's not that mobile. Um, and, I mean, we saw we saw him kind of, we saw the defense, eat, a good defense can eat him right up. I mean, especially our O-line is not the, in the best shape, you know, and so a good D-line is just going to eat him up. And, uh, I mean, I, I hate to see it. Hate to see it, and like you said earlier, the fact that we didn't really establish any form of a run game is—I mean, that's just—it's kind of tough. I mean, Kareem Hunt ran for forty yards, um, Hilliard ran for twenty-nine, Baker ran for five. Uh, we need—we just can't be doing that. I mean, under a hundred rushing yards—that is just—that's—that's that's not gonna work for us for the number one rushing team for the used to be the number one rushing team in the league that's just not gonna work for us yeah i agree i uh yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see how this the end of the year plays out um you know i just hope it goes well um i i think it's gonna be really interesting to see um how this regime uh trades players, cuts players, adds players. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw with the draft that we had, they added some good players who have been contributing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very intrigued to see how this, the year plays out. Um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a Browns fan. Um, but, yeah, moving on to uh, baseball. Right now, currently, the, uh, the World Series is happening. Oh, yeah, World Series, baby. So, Quinn, who you got winning the series? I have the Dodgers uh, in six. Dodgers? Yeah, currently, as of right now when we're recording this, bless you, bless you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dodgers in six. You heard it here first, folks. Dodgers zero- in six. Yeah, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, bottom of the fourth in game one when we're recording this. little time stamp for you. Um, I have the Rays, I, I think I have the Rays winning, I think I said yesterday when we trigger failed, I have them losing tonight, winning, winning, um, then losing the rest of the games. And you can't say, oh, Quinn, you're just picking them to win the second game because they're losing the first game. No, 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 it's 0-0, zero, zero, friends. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Zero zero currently. Uh, I'd love to see the Rays. Honestly, I'd love to see the Rays win. LA already got their final, so Rays have yet to win a game, yet to win an MLB World Series. Uh, I think they deserve one. Last time they made it was oh eight. Uh, they lost. So you know what? Let's let's see the let's see the Rays. I'm gonna take the Rays this time around, Quinn. Really? All right. Um... I mean, Tampa's not hurting because uh, the Stanley Cup was just played. Um, pretty pretty certain the, the Lightning one. Trying to confirm that. I don't know why it won't come up. Um, 2020 winner. But, like, 
I don't know, Tampa's not a great sports town. Really not. Yeah, yeah, okay. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Confirmed. Yeah. Um, I... I just think L.A., I mean, they've been there three out of the past four years. They lost twice to cheaters. Um, so I think they deserve one, honestly. From the, I think the baseball gods will give it to them. Yeah. I could honestly see it being a sweep. Um, I think it's cool that Major League Baseball gets to showcase the new stadium in Texas. Um that the Rangers are playing in, that they probably won't be in a World Series for years. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I will not be watching. I'm still super salt about um, the Indians and us <laughs> losing. But terrible, uh, terrible dude. Uh, yeah, I mean that was just that was such a heartbreak. But uh, what are you gonna do? And and. Uh, just doing looking online, so the uh, there's about twelve thousand fans at the World Series right now, um, so kind of a packed house. I mean, twelve thousand. That's for today's standard. I mean, that's there, there will be plenty of noise. That stadium would be uh, that'll be pretty loud. Um, so tickets, you're looking, you won't be finding a single ticket for under four hundred dollars. Um, about two G's, you're going to get yourself a decent one. So bring your checkbook if you want to bring the whole family. Yeah, really. Quick quick couple G's right there. Um, yeah. Other news. I know I like to talk about world soccer or football. Um, the Champions League uh, started today. Fun little, uh, fun little uh, tidbit. Um, and yeah, PSG versus Man United was the marquee game of the day today. And, uh, Man United squeaked it out in Paris in the 87th minute, kind of a thriller. Um, you know, we love thrillers. We're all here for them. All for the thrills, baby. All hours of the day. Um, tomorrow (laughs) there's... A bunch of good games on as well um, in the Champions League. You know, I've been heartbroken as a Man City fan the past four years, five years, whatever the heck it is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I personally, I'll say it again, I'd recommend soccer. It's 90 minutes of watching, no commercials, and like a 20-minute halftime. You know what you're getting into. It's lovely. You can bet on it if you're a batter. They have cool jerseys. And uh, you get to hear people call games in accents. Like, how cool. Right? No, I mean, like like you said, 90 minutes of just pure action-packed. I mean, and you got the 20-minute halftime bathroom break. We don't really see that in America. I mean, you know, a 30-second timeout is actually a four-minute commercial break, you know? Yeah, I think the it's average nuts how how commercialized the NFL and the NBA has become. The um, NFL, so I think the average time of like actual play, um, is thirteen minutes. Shut up! No, that's insane, dude. That's actually insane. Yeah, and it's like a four-hour, three-hour game. 
Yeah. Three hours. That's wild. And like, oh my god, yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, average game lasts about three hours and twelve minutes. But if you tally up when the ball is actually in play, it amounts to a mere eleven minutes. That is nuts. Bet you didn't know that. that. I had no clue. I would have been like, ah, three-hour game. 50 minutes an hour. Yeah, you would think. 11 minutes. That's crazy. That's three songs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, but that's I mean, gross. it's so interesting to watch though because they're still, I mean, they do a great job broadcasting because they're storylines. Oh, yeah. There's right. all these cool things that keep you engaged. But no, soccer, it's, it's 90 minutes of playing, which is lovely. Yeah. Right, you just don't see that in many other sports. No. Um, yeah, we have five minutes left, Michael. Anything you want to touch on to end the week? Um, no, I mean, it was a good week. I'm just uh, caught up in the brownies. Excited about excited about next week. Excited about the next few weeks. Um, I think we got some big MMA fights coming up this Saturday. Uh, need a card. MMA schedule for 2020. Khabib versus Gaethje, so that'll be a highly anticipated fight. Um, Khabib, obviously, phenomenal wrestler, um, pinned McGregor, submitted McGregor. Uh, I mean, he's just, he's a killer. So, um, Gaethje will be, I mean, I think Gaethje will put a better fight than McGregor, honestly. Gaethje is... Is he in his weight class? Yeah, so they're both... um, Gaethje's 5'11", 155 pounds. Uh, Khabib is 5'10", 155 pounds. I need something new. I need something Listening to the Khabib interview right now. Yeah, there's just uh-huh. a dude screaming on our podcast. Um, yeah, that's Khabib, baby. That's that full Russian lingo. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. That'll be good. And we have a decent undercard as well. Um some notable fights. We've got um, uh, Whitaker versus Kenny Orr. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Khabib Khabib is the favorite at minus 340. Um, Gaethje at plus 280. Uh, So tune in Saturday night for that fight. Uh, That'll be awesome. That'll be be one for the books. Yeah, that's, I mean, UFC is... One of the fastest growing sports in America, and I mean, there's obviously a reason. It's great television, entertaining. Uh, I know Joe Ro- Joe Rogan's on the call, right? He's on all the calls. Um, I don't know if Rogan's doing this one actually. Um, it, I hope he is because that'll be super entertaining. He's uh, although actually doubtful because uh, the whole Rogan studio is in lockdown with the. Uh, with COVID, so yeah, bummed out because Kanye West was supposed to be on this Friday, but Kanye, Kanye will be on soon. So we actually Stay booked soon. Kanye for our our podcast, uh, Sweet Talk, uh, this Friday. If you didn't know, so go tune into Sweet Talk. Um, currently streaming on all services. Uh, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited, Quinn. I'm excited. 
If you uh, if you had to guess, what's a what's your score prediction for the Bengals game? Um, I'm going. 38-28. Okay. I like it. Yeah. 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 What about you? Um, I think, I think we're, well, I think we're going to win by more. I think we're going to win by, I think it'll be about 21, 21-38. 21-38. I'll give the Bengals three touchdowns. I want to see us hit that over. I want to see. I want to be. To, I want it to be a great game. I want it to be an exciting game. I want to get everybody pumped up. Um, it'll be in Cincinnati, so those those soulless fans will be begging for a win. Um, so let's let's see what happens, man. Yeah, awesome. Well, Michael, as always, it's been wonderful, and uh, let's outro everyone with this wonderful uh, instrumental. Yes, sir. <laughs>